0: What's up, guys? We made it, son. What is happening? Son, this is Joe and Jesse right here, baby. Right here. Look, you even got your email up here already, son. Incredible. That's this awesome. Thank Incredible. you. Incredible. Hey, listen, it's been a pretty good week, huh? You had a good time?
1: Phenomenal week. Yeah, super excited to be here, man. I cannot <laughs> thank you enough. This oh, is unbelievable. Like, it's, been, it's been fun. It's been something. It's <laughs> been more than fun. Yeah, the reason yeah.
2: why is because we're eating. Jesse, did you get enough food? <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten this much on any trip. <laughs> and I'm talking about three course all the time. And, yeah. But it's been some of the best food I've ever had. I People
0: jack with me because they always know, like when they come in, I'm always like, here's the bottom line. We're going to get a dessert for sure. So everybody's like, come on, man. But. Hey, that's why we do it. So. You
2: didn't steer us wrong, though. No. You, you, were, man, you, I, you didn't steer us wrong at all.
0: The
1: yeah. devil made me do it. Yeah, that is the name of the dessert. Yeah, yeah. That's, blind,
0: that's Blind Tiger. He knows, so yeah. That's it. No, it, was, it changed my day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so here's the deal to all of the donors that made this possible. These are the guys that have trained the Shreveport Police Department this week. Yep. It would not be possible without the donor. So we just say much love because it's Huge been a great, you. great week. So a lot of people have been asking, that we'll get more into thinking in a minute, but a lot of people are asking, like, how did we meet? Because a lot of the Shreveport police are like, they're kind of pulling you aside, like, how are y'all here? <laughs> Two days in, they're yeah, still Yeah, they're asking. like, man, what's the real story? <laughs> this is the real story. It all started with me on my couch watching HBO one night. That, like, that can't be true. I mean, but it's true. You had a documentary come out, Ernie and Joe. I mean, this is pretty cool. That's That was what got my attention. I had no idea what it was about you know and then many of you may watch and you don't know have any idea so we're going to show the trailer and then we'll come back and talk about it so roll it
1: no one calls us to give us good news they call us because something bad is happening and so they're in a crisis Just have a saying in law enforcement. Ask, tell, make. I'm gonna ask you to do it, I'm gonna tell you to do it, and I'm gonna make you do it. On average, in a police academy in this country, they spend 60 hours or more learning how to shoot a gun. And they spend eight on mental health and communication. We need to shift that. He is now
2: feeling suicidal and homicidal. Your mom said that you haven't been on medication. They found Mel who was trying to commit suicide.
1: Are you hearing voices right now? Yes. What are they saying to you? No. Has anyone here, while you're in a work capacity, told someone, I'm scared? As human beings, we have to be connected. I unplug a lamp, it don't
2: work. Are you okay? I
1: promise you I can help you. You might be broken, but you're fixable. If it takes me all day long to convince them that we're not gonna hurt them, and they're gonna come with us. How you doing, you okay? I'll take all day long.
0: Oh no, no, this is my partner, Joe. My name's Ernie. Come on, man. Come on, man.
1: Let me tell you something pretty cool about that. So we actually are nominated for two Emmys for that film. So
0: Outstanding
1: Editing to Toby Shimon and then um, Social Issues Documentary. So we find out September 22nd is the night that it's going to air, and we'll find out if we win or not. But just being nominated is awesome. I can
0: just tell you this. All right, so I'm sitting on my couch. You know, I have no idea. I'm just channel surfing so somehow i get on it you know and i'm like man like this is pretty tripped out because i don't know anything about crisis intervention i know nothing about you know and all the stuff's going on in the country so i'm just like it's intriguing Mm -hmm. so then I, i i watch it all so then i go to the office because we're trying to figure out like man simple church is all about solving problems i'm like here's a problem we need to solve we need to do something so then i shoot you an email and surprisingly you're like hey bro and i'm like i'm in oh yeah so tell me about the ride from this documentary because now we'll get into how jesse's here because again this has been a wild ride for you in general but talk about just a little bit
1: yeah so the the documentary actually took about three years to make so jen mcshane followed us around for three years about 300 hours of footage uh to cut it down to 94 96 minutes whatever it is so unbelievable project but uh yeah super blessed to be a part of it and it really does highlight the great work that uh that the san antonio police department's doing yeah sure
0: yeah and y'all have worked together and that's why i was gonna bring I mean, ernie obviously a partner in there but every, mm-hmm. as in the police for everybody changes around a partner oh yeah this has been a long time friend so this is not just a partner
1: it's a life partner
0: this is like <laughs> yes exactly this is the guy you've done life with forever all the way back to the marines Hoorah! son! let me show you look at that look at right at there. That. Who are wow. the, who are these skinny guys on here?
1: <laughs> I don't that was I'm I'm twice
0: the man me. I used to be.
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, uh, and the bad man, part is Jesse, me. after we've eaten this weekend, it's like it's even worse. Or this week I should uh, say. He's uh, not yeah, getting there, that there, belt there's buckle no way.
2: <laughs> That's probably one of my legs now. So
0: what year is this? This is 2002.
1: Three three. No, yeah, two thousand and two. Or three? No, yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, three we were deployed. So, so it was two thousand and two.
0: So you guys were in the Marines together for what, what, where'd you serve? What, what, what did y'all do? Was it Iraq? I mean, was it Afghanistan? What was, where were you deployed? What was happening?
1: Both. So we, we met in 2000, we both joined the Marine Corps in 2000 and I'm from New York originally, Jesse's from South Texas. So we didn't know each other, but uh, the Marine Corps brought us together and then uh, we did two combat deployments. So right after nine 11, we deployed to Afghanistan for several months, came back. And then uh, in January of 03, we went back overseas to Iraq, and then the war started March 19, 2003, and we were with the first push-up into, uh, into Baghdad. So it was an incredible experience, um, a lot of trauma, but uh, we're, we're brothers beyond just friends uh, oh, because yeah. of experiences like that. So, so,
0: Jesse, how did you get from that situation to San Antonio? Was that is that your home, or were you just South Texas in the area where San Antonio your home?
2: Yeah, I grew up in a very small town uh, near the border called Cruiser Springs, Texas, And uh, I didn't really want to go back to a small town, but I want to be close to family. And it's just something that most people did. If they left a small town, they want to stay close by. San Antonio was it. Right. So it's about two hours uh, north of where I grew up. So we moved there. And uh, I eventually convinced this guy to come back. And then he moved (laughs) down with me. You're like, hey, man, you
0: got to come from California. You got to come on out. He didn't want to go
2: back to the New York cold snow. No, But he believed that we just all rode around on horses and (laughs) were cowboy hats. True story. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's that's why you know man that's like nobody rides gators here either now we do have them but they're not joe welcome they're on the menu there's no we're not riding gators all right we are going to try to get them on the lake here in the next visit but this is the whole thing you're safe you don't have to worry about that thank you but y'all actually work at the same department so you actually got into crisis intervention as well so that's really how i even went next level i don't really fully know how that happened but What pushed you into, and we'll start with Joe, but what pushed you into crisis intervention, like trying to help people? What was that all about?
1: Yeah. So for me, it is very personal. You know, I, um, crisis intervention training, understand first that it's been around since 1987, 1988 started in Memphis, Tennessee. It's not a new concept. Sadly, a vast majority of police agencies still today do not have any CIT training. So. I was a police officer for about four years and the unit was starting as a pilot. So we have a full-time mental health unit in San Antonio and it started out as a pilot program. The pilot passed, all metrics were made. And then they said, let's make this a unit. Chief said, let's do it. So I put in for the unit, joined the unit. But for me, it's personal. You know, I've, I've suffered through trauma since I was seven years old. I'm very fortunate, you know, by the grace of God, am I on this side of that 911 call? And I really, really, Appreciate that, you know, and so for me, I don't see the people that I serve as any different or less than. They're just at a different space in the journey. And and so for me, it, very, it really is personal work. I see a lot of myself and the people that we get to help. And as the unit was growing, it was very rewarding for me to be able to do this work in law enforcement really did challenge a lot of the status quo. But as we grew, I knew we needed a little more brains in the unit. And that's when i gave the nudge to jesse so we're a dynamic team in that yeah i like to play have fun take things a little serious or not so serious right. but jesse's like we need to get to business and yeah. like i'm going to write this thing and he's very good so that's a beautiful partnership
0: so now were you in the police department how long before as well what, what is your story on that Jesse?
2: well um i really believed at the time that he joined that i was going to go to law school because i eventually wanted to be a federal agent so uh, that's what was my plan But uh, I was dealing with um, unresolved trauma from the war, and I wasn't in a good relationship, and all my plans tanked. And then uh, I was working for a mutual fund company, doing pretty well moving up the chain because they only wanted to give a Marine the mailroom job, right? So I had to move up, and I did that. And then uh, then, uh, 2008, 2009 happened. And uh, I, I could see the writing on the wall. They were letting people go. Everything was tanking. He's like, you should have joined the apartment when I told you to. So you know what I did? It was very different then. Right now it's so hard to get people to apply. And, but back then, I mean, 2,000 people at a time would be taking the test to get in. So I did. And I went in with a different mindset. I I, have a, I had a pretty rough childhood. So I'd have very bad perception of drugs and alcohol. So I really thought I was going to go in and kick doors and take everything off the street. And I had this idealistic purview of saving the world um and then i started to uh, realize that a lot of the people that i was um arresting reminded me of myself before i became a cop and uh, i went to school then graduate school and they were really good about getting their fe- face on tv and and speaking in front of people but they weren't very good at things like counting things yeah, I measuring understand. things yeah, I um, and uh, that's kind of my deal right i'm a policy evaluator by by education. And uh, I joined them and, and uh, he got a lot more attention while I was on. And then enough people were coming down. It's kind of interesting, right? Because he was, he's always been kind of the celebrity figure, but for good reason. So everyone like mayors, city council members, chiefs, sheriffs were coming to hear him talk. And they would listen to him and they're like, wow, you should really start a business. And he's like, hey, let's do it. I'm like, okay.
0: And that's, what's cool to me is because that's, the part that really goes next level is America is in a crisis. They're trying to figure it out. You know, we're shreveport Bossier. You know, I was seeing what was going on across the country and I'm like, man, we gotta do something. So when I literally saw the documentary, reached out to Joe he's like, look, we got this company. This company is, that's what we're trying to do is train. We're trying to come in and help. And I knew how big a deal it was, but I would go to other people and we, originally we are gonna try to figure out how we're gonna pay for it and what's gonna go on. Everybody's like, ah, what's the big deal? Well, I ran across another documentary that was, again, explaining why it was such a big deal. So I want to play that because, you know, we're, we're kind of walking through the journey and you've talked about your trauma and your trauma. I have friends that have trauma. We've had all trauma in our lives to some degree or another. So we're navigating that. But when you begin to take a little bit wider look at the, the, the lens of what's happening in America, there's a lot of trauma going on. And now we're trying to solve that problem. How can we help? Be, again a solution in the midst of all the chaos this next documentary I saw obviously uh, the Ernie and Joe that HBO and but then when I was searching and trying to figure it out I saw this next one I was like wow because it's even more next level and it's even more timely based on what's going on as far as the way they kind of you know wrote this one out or, or showed it so I'm gonna show you this because then we're gonna come out and talk about it why solution point plus is so important why we need it and why I'm so grateful that shreveport Bozier has a chance to experience that and be a part of it but why do you need it what's it really about what are they putting in in their life here's an inside look watch this
2: Yeah, my son taken to far by make sure they police okay. My up. What's going on? That from it. Drop it's that for right? me. No. Drop that for me, guy. Jay! Jay! Why he shot him? More conservative estimates say that those suffering from a mental illness account for almost one quarter of all fatalities involving law
1: enforcement. This slide identifies every single officer-involved shooting. All of those that are identified in red showed some sign of mental illness. Is there a crisis in the United States when it comes to mental health issues? Absolutely. People with mental illness are overrepresented in every aspect of the criminal justice system. So I work on a specialized unit that only deals with people in a mental health crisis. Almost everything about how I respond to calls goes against what most would believe. I'm in plain clothes. I drive an unmarked car. My weapon is concealed. And for the last nine years, the only weapon that I've used is my ability to communicate.
2: Are you some kind of like therapist or something? No, I'm, I'm a police officer, just like just yeah. like him. I don't want to say we do unconventional policing.
1: We just approach certain situations differently.
0: I'm not trash. No, no of course not. No. no. I come from a very nice family. I know you do.
1: You know that you're going to deal with someone in crisis that night. You know that someone's going to need your help. San Antonio police, are you okay?
2: Police have a misconception of mental health.
1: I want the old Chris those voices just have total control of him. He don't trust anybody. Mental illness is not unique to the United States of America. What is unique is this dynamic of unarmed citizens being killed by the people who are supposed to protect and serve us. Like, is that the first thing that they think of? Is to pull their weapon and shoot somebody? No one with mental illness deserves to die they're already dying inside suffering we have to change the way culturally that we look at how we succeed in police work i have an opportunity every single time i'm called to change somebody's perspective it's heavy bro it certainly can be
0: yeah so this is the thing i think most people miss like they see the news or they see the stories but what I love about crisis intervention training, which people are like, "What is CIT? What is CIT?" It's there. It is on the screen for you, so that they know what those, you know, that acronym stands for. Mm-hmm. But how does it help the community, and how does it help the officers? We'll start with Joe, then we'll come to you, Jesse.
1: Yeah. So I'll just I'll say it's it really is mutually beneficial. Better officers make for better communities, and. You know, there's great debate about out there about who should be CIT trained. Is CIT training for everyone? Should CIT training be only for those that want to do it? We argue in Solution Point Plus that CIT should be mandatory for every single police officer in this country. Why? Because it's 40 hours of training, when done right, teaching the benefits of treatment versus incarceration teaching the benefits of understanding community collaboration and the stakeholders and the resources and why it is better to get people that are suffering from a mental health uh, mental illness into services rather than just doing this quick 30 seconds like "Ah, I see you as a problem let's go you're going to jail or you're going to the hospital to dump you off and I'll see you tomorrow because it's this revolving door so we're educating the officers on the system on We are just one piece of the system. We're a very important piece. Oftentimes we are the front lines, but it's important that we understand the entire system, why things are the way they are, the history of how we got to the place we're in, why we became the de facto responders for all of societal fallings and failings, right? About, you know, mental health problems, call the police. And, And so we're not equipped to deal with the level of problem that is in the communities. And so this is a training that really is super important for every officer, for every agency, and for every community.
0: What would you add to that, Jesse? If you're saying, all right, I've heard him, what would you say, yeah, and I'll add this aspect
2: of it? Well, what I would add is that at it's basic level for people that don't know it, it makes police officers better communicators. Um, if there's one aspect that police officers use in their tactical response, you know, they call it a use of force continuum, the very first thing they look at is presence, and the next thing is verbal communication or commands. And that's something that every police officer needs. So, that skill set is very highly tuned in this course. And, like Joe says, it really depends on who's giving it. Um, we can get into why that's important later. And, furthermore, um, Joe mentioned something important. He says that a better police officer makes a better community. So, while a lot of officers first up front believe when they take our course, that CIT is all about helping other people, it really gives them insight into their own mental health. And we kind of turn that light bulb on for them and we kind of show it back to them. And then we, uh, especially Joe, give some tips on how to you know, care about themselves, how to have a new perspective on life. And just that health and wellness makes them better to do their job. Um, so I think uh, it's fundamentally a very complex training, um, but at the bottom level, that makes you a better communicator.
0: It's been fascinating for me to watch because I've had the privilege of sitting in the back of the room, you know, and I'm going, man, I wish more people were saying this because you've taught all over the country. I mean, I have a couple of pictures just of like looking through. It's not like this is new for y'all. Y'all have <laughs> trained a lot of different people just in the same way. Uh, you've even done TED Talks when it comes down to where different people in the community are trying to go. All right, we're trying to figure this out. We were talking about this at dinner last night. It's a unique time in American history. <laughs> when they're really looking for solutions because people are pointing fingers and blame and a lot of chaos is ensuing as a result where what I love about solution point plus, all right, is that you are literally trying to figure it out. You're trying to go, this is what we're all talking about. This is what America's talking about, but we're looking for solutions on how to, make it better Uh, pulled this up because in like the west coast I think it was uh, LAPD was going all right look it's national discussion they're trying to figure out how do we do this and then then the purple down there is there's even some buzz that there might be at some point a nationwide standard to actually begin to implement training into police officers because like defunding, there's all these key words. And that's why I was telling a couple of people, I like, I don't think you really fully understand because it's really just about getting them more training in many cases. So talk a little bit about some of the things that you're learning, some of the things you've seen across the country, you know, how we can kind of continue to improve. Yeah, no,
1: it's it's great that conversations are being had. You know, sadly, we are a very reactive society. So, um, you know, when you were just saying that, Justin, you know, you said that that people are looking for solutions and they're pointing the fingers. Solution point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see? It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, see, it's it's a beautiful thing. You. right? So anyway, um, no, this is great. Now, one of the issues is just like any training in law enforcement is nothing is standardized. It may be in the state. So each state will come up with their own rules and say, we're going to do it this way or that way. We're going to do eight hours. We're going to do 16 hours. We're going to do four hours. We're going to do 40 hours. But even within that, I've seen 40 hour CIT programs that are sadly atrocious and they have one police officer that probably isn't equipped to teach the content standing up there the entire week no role plays no involvement with the community that is not going to change the mind of a police officer and that's what i would argue make i, I this might sound a little grandiose and uh, um maybe a little it. braggadocious Do it. but i, I would Do it. argue that our training is the best in the nation because not just our experience. We've been doing this over a decade, but because of our understanding of the importance of community buy-in, not just that, our personal stories and how we tie it into the training, our willingness to be authentic and vulnerable, the the use of things like we're gonna tomorrow I'm gonna introduce them to some virtual reality. Um they're, they're so it's so comprehensive. It's not just me and put Jesse that logo back
0: up. up there then. Go ahead. Get, put, that, put their logo oh, yeah. back Come up on. there. The reason I say that Go. is because you're right. It's innovative, it's yeah. I, and I can tell you, all right, I'm an outsider. I am not a police officer. I have ridden with police officers. I have dear friends that are police officers. We're committed to backing them and supporting them and loving on them, you know, but when I sit there and I'm walking through your training, another thing I do for a living is communicate. Right. So yeah. that's like, unfortunately, good Quite or bad. Well. There's Quite a, well, I would no, say. No, there's a lot of people that they like, man, he needs to learn English. I'm working on it, all right? It's my second language.
2: Redneck's <laughs> right, my My favorite one so far, let's see if I get this right. <laughs> You know what we might could do.
0: Yeah. I like that a yeah, lot. There you go. So the you know, Jesse, you're already
2: picking up. He's been quoting
1: you
0: all week. Right, yeah. I love so it. I all love I'm it. saying is, as I sit there and watch you guys do what you're so good at, mm-hmm. what was fascinating to me is the buy-in of the officer sitting in the room. So you know how that I know how this is. It's like if, if an audience comes in and there's no prior knowledge of who you are, because what was shocking to me none of them had seen the documentary when y'all walked in right so i was like well that probably would have been helpful you know like if they had because in some ways you kind of go okay i see what they're doing so they went from zero and probably aggravated they got to be there to really by monday afternoon and for sure by tuesday which y'all said was a little ahead of the curve way ahead they were like hey we what about this and hey and i'm like what it in the back going man they're in it mm-hmm. i mean shreveport is trying to figure it out they got great questions they're concerned they were looking at themselves. They were trying to figure out what's going on. And I was like, "Going, man, you guys are good, boy." I mean, because no. I mean, because this is a big deal.
1: Yeah. No, Justin, I'm not just saying this because because we're here. This has been the best group that we have been able to train since we've been doing this, and we haven't done the 40 hour for all of the agencies that we've worked with. But I've spoken to NYPD. I've spoken with Las Vegas. We've we've talked to some large yeah. departments. But the 40 hour, this is the largest department we've done the 40 hour for. And with that comes a certain mindset. We get it. And so we came in like, uh oh, here we go. I like that they hadn't saw the documentary because it's like, let's go blind. Right. But by Monday afternoon, they were sidebar conversations, talking to us, asking questions. How long y'all been doing this? How'd you get here? How do right. you know this guy? What's going And it, it was like, they're interested. But yeah. they said, hey, we know we need this. We know we need this. Yeah. We've been begging for this. We want this. So the fact that the officers are eager about the training and they're receptive to it and they're open, they're engaged, they're asking questions, they're they're participating in the role plays, it, it's so rewarding for us as instructors because it makes it so much easier. Usually, I have to work twice as hard to like convince them that
0: right. we're
1: not just good people that we actually this is a good thing we're doing. But they're like, no, no, we get it, we get it, and we want to be a part of it. And so it's been really, really rewarding for us.
0: Well, and what I love about both of y'all is the vulnerability, the willingness to be honest and transparent about, Hey man, this is what I'm working through. And here's my story. Cause today I sat in, you know and I'm going, Hey man, I've seen you in the classroom, what's going on. But it also, I got the chance and we'll release this where I interviewed the officers without them knowing I'm like, all right, do tell me like, you know, let's keep it straight. Let's keep it real. You know, I haven't heard it yet either No, And so I'm sitting there listening to them and you're going to go, man, you know, and for me, obviously, spiritual guy. You know, some people don't doubt; they doubt that as well. It depends on who you ask. But I really
2: am trying to figure it out. I'm going your your active service, <laughs> and your your church's active service uh, says everything that needs to be said about you. Man.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that, Jesse. we're trying, but this is what I tell them: is is like I see God working in that. I told y'all that last night at dinner. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, not to over spiritualize it, not to make it kind of weird or tripped out. It's just kind of like that the light bulbs are coming on and god was using you at all of your experience even all the trauma all the negative all the things that have happened for something that's really good and that's a biblical principle it's like hey man you don't always understand it but god can turn what really was not so great and really painful into something that's very helpful and i think that's what the community what i saw them and when i heard them they're going man that's what i wanted that's what i needed i needed to know that there is a way because they have their own set of pain they have their own set of issues all of us do so that you guys were willing to do it. I was like, man, dude, this is some good stuff, man. So I can't say it enough how thankful I am that you guys were willing to come up and do it, risk it, throw it in there. And I thank God every day I saw the documentary because like, when you go back, it's like, if it wouldn't have happened, it would have never had the phone call, the email. Uh, but these are lifers. These guys are as genuine and as good as you can get. And so if you're thinking about training, and the reason I say this, We reached out to a lot of people. I'm still mad at Dak Prescott. I'm gonna get over it, dude. I'm a Cowboys fan, all right? Drew Brees, I (laughs) I at least appreciate you listening. But when you're talking about really changing stuff, this is the thing that, uh, I guess I could say it, it ticks me off, it aggravates me. There's a whole lot of bumping the gums. And so what I love about y'all is, it's like, look, we're not bumping gums. When I said, hey, dude, can you do it? We'll do it. So then I said, if you say you'll do it, then I'll find the money. And that's what I love about the community. There was like, dude, they're coming and it's a chance for real change. And so I'm so thankful because without it, uh, our community is not as good. And I can tell you we're taking steps towards being better. Is there anything else you wanna say? And then I'll kind of wrap it up and get us out of there. Uh, you know?
1: Yeah, just just a expression of gratitude for me, just for you, Justin, again, I know how it happened. I know you saw the documentary, uh, but but that willingness to reach out and then to your body, to the community of shreveport Bozier that, that are, we're willing to, put up some money and say, I don't know what this is about, but I'm going to trust you if you're saying you're going to take a chance on me. And so I just hope that we delivered uh, what it is that you had hoped for. And we look forward to coming back. I think one of the most profound things about this week was the officers right away were like, We've got to be able to do more of this. We have to have you back to do some more. And so that's our hope is that we could come back and, and just continue the momentum. But a huge thank you to the community. Again, we could not be here without you and the people that support you. So thank you.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Jesse, anything you want to say? Uh, I, I just uh, have to echo his words. So thank you. Thank your church. It's, it's incredible. Um, you've also been a gracious host to us here. Um, I, it's See? my first time in Louisiana, and it's been fantastic. And I look forward to coming back. And I would just say to the community that um, to those that gave you, di- you're doing something really special here. You're planting a really good seed. And to the community, the officers we've met, we've met a lot of officers in our time, you know. And I think that what the people we met this week are truly uh, good and they want to do more. They just didn't know how. And I think we've given them that. And they're so, so eager to get more and really expand on this. So I really think good things are happening and that wouldn't have been possible without you, your church, your donors. And I so believe it, you.
0: though, you're welcome. I just believe it's the very beginning. So I'm just trying to say this, if you are another pastor, because a lot of people kind of sneak in like, what are they doing? You know, come on, man. We all got to come together and figure it out because this is, these are real guys, solid at what they do, talented at what they do, gifted at what they do, but they also have solutions. <laughs> So it's one thing to go like, hey, I'm talented. I'm a good communicator. It's another thing to come in and go, no, let me explain to you. We know how to improve or start a program in a city or in a department that doesn't have that. Or if you have something going on, make it a little bit better. You know, know, add a couple of things that they didn't have. So we talked to the state police. We've talked to local sheriff departments. We've talked to neighboring cities. Come on, dudes, let's step up because all of our communities are better as a result of it. And we get to have a, a good time doing it, which is pretty fun. Because good dudes are not always easy. Sometimes people are just hard to work with, man. You know what I'm saying? Not y'all are you. not that.
1: Not you either.
0: <laughs> but y'all are not that. It's <laughs> like, it's hey, come on, let's that. do this.
1: Until it, it's time for the dessert
2: menu. Then yeah, it's like, then I'm like, like on, hey, man. devil made Stop. me do it. Like, I, almost, I almost gave up there. <laughs> oh, but, but we're ready. We're ready. Um, yeah, people want us. We'll be here. We're, yeah, we're, we're going ready to, to it so
0: Here it is. You can email them directly. Here's the best part about it. It is also that is their website solutionpointplus.com. So you can look at their information. You watch the videos. We're going to be releasing some pretty cool stuff uh, that we filmed while we're here. So you may just kind of watch their their site. Watch what we're trying to do because we're trying to amp it up, son. Fan the flame, man. Make things happen. That's what we do. Solve some problems. Simple church. That's it, baby. All right, they're going to be back. We're going to go surfing. We're going to hang out. We're going to yes, eat some more, too, Jesse. Go ahead oh, and get man. it ready, man. Buy some bigger pants, bro. to do a sit-up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, man, thanks for watching. Peace, my brothers.